This cannot be ignored. Want to see my face? Episode 242 of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace podcast with my friend over here, Damian Maffei, Queens guy, right? Oh, hey, listen, are you um, in Queens? Are you in Queens now or not? I am not in Queens now. Oh, yeah, you got out. I don't blame you. I got out when I was four, man. I got out when I was four. Oh, so, all right. So, all right. Well, go ahead. <laughs> oh, grew up there, and then, and then that's it. Now you're out of there. Uh, I grew up on Long Island, and I went to acting school in the city, and then moved back to Long Island, and I lived in a, a couple of towns on Long Island. Um, I grew up in Levittown. Uh, okay. And then I was in Massapequa Park and Amityville. Uh, then I moved to Maine. Weird. All right. That's cool. And uh, now in Massachusetts. All right. We'll that's cool. I'm not very familiar with Long Island too much, but I did. I, I have been to Massapequa and to Amityville, obviously, for the Amityville Horror House. And I had to go past Joey Buttafuoco's house where the incident happened. Joey Buttafuoco, Amy Fisher, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's I passed by to see that shit. The hot spot. Yeah, <laughs> the hot spot. So, if people don't know, which I mean, you should you should at this point because I've been putting out a lot of horror related podcasts, um, a bunch of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Tony Moran, you, uh, Tom Matthews, a whole bunch. So. Obviously, the kids that are watching and listening. Um, Damien over here is an actor. Been in a lot of shit, man. A lot of shit. Um, a lot of shit. Um, but I'm not going to say that there's shit. I, I, I would never say that because, I, because I'm a fan of the genre, whether it's old school, shitty, cheesy 80s, New York Ripper type shit. All the way up to, you know, the fucking China. Exactly. See what I did there? Um, good so, they're pretty good. Um, so I'm just, I'm just going to rip off a few, a, a few of the titles in no particular order. And by no means is it everything. But um, The Strangers Pray at Night. Not the one with Liv Taylor. Tyler. Taylor. <laughs> not that one. Um, Haunt which is amazing. And I feel like it should, it should be a lot bigger than it is, even though it does have a good following, but it's a fucking great movie. The, the new version of wrong turn, which was a curveball to me, but it was still a dope movie. Terror trips. Is that out yet? Uh, it's like doing festivals or something. I don't gotcha. Know. Gotcha. They watch a nun's curse. Which, which, I'm a fan, bro. I like it. 
And plus, I'm a fan of Felissa Rose. So it's it's a good thing. Um, I'm dreaming of a white doomsday. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, my part of that, that's, that's a neat one. Mm-hmm. I'm not in that too much. All right. Well, you know, I'm just throwing things out there that you were in in some capacity. And didn't you also produce that or co-produced, you know, associated, associate produced? I don't think so. No, you know, you did Christmas with the Dead is the one. Right. And close for the season. Right. 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 And you were in a bunch of shorts, like Night of the Pumpkin, where you get your face eaten by a Jack O'Lantern. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. I that like one. it too, man. The House That Cried Blood. Those are, uh, those are well done. This, uh, Frank Sabatella. Those, those boys did uh, do a good job there. Yeah, man. Um, Obviously, we met at, at, at New Jersey HorrorCon a couple of times. Um, but you did mention to me at this last New Jersey HorrorCon, because I brought up to you that you were on a podcast of a friend of mine's, I'm not sure, a while, a while back, the Red River podcast yeah. with Sam. And I'm not sure who was hosting at the time. But uh, you were like, yeah, Long Island guys. And, and you had told me something to the effect that you and Sam were discussing like the mutilator or something like that. Right. Well, actually, I mean that, that, so that, uh, that podcast there, um, you know, Sam Island boy. So I was there in person. Uh, I was probably around Christmas time and it was after the strangers had come out and, um, we had a mutual friend. So he was like, get that guy to do my podcast. And I was like, sure. Yeah, I'll do it. So I go there and it's Sam and, and the other gentleman and we're doing, you know, the thing. It's jokes, it's pleasantries, it's <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Black Christmas came up and Sam had uh he said that uh he liked the the 2006 uh, remake more. And then the other guy said, you know, I agree with him. And I thought that they were I thought that they were fucking with me. I thought they were joking. And right. then I realized that, and if you listen to it, you can hear the change. <laughs> I, I, my voice gets very high pitched and I like threw a chair and I was very upset. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but we did talk about the mutilator. It was when the strangers pray at night came out. Uh, I had kind of a deal with a friend of mine that if we were never, ever in anything that came out in theaters, and, you know, it was covered by mainstream press that we would read all the shitty reviews. Right. It's a slap. They're going to be there. And, you know, like Variety, uh, Hollywood Reporter reviewed it, although Hollywood Reporter gave it a glowing review. Um, but the New York Times reviewed it. And, it, I mean, it was, it was a lynching, but they claim at some point there that we had ripped off the mutilator. And... Um, I was like, like, what world yeah. am I now? The New York Times is referencing the mutilator. Like, the <laughs> yeah, really, yeah, it's bizarre. Sure, saw the mutilator, and like, I'm, what scene are they even talking about? <clears throat> so, um, but I have a long history with the mutilator. Is uh, I own like four copies of it on VHS, and one was like a PG copy. It was like cut to bits. Um, it was ridiculous, but. Yeah, so like I wound up like bringing up the mutilator somehow in every fucking podcast I did. Oh yeah, <laughs> and of the movie, so we 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 talk about that a lot. So yeah, yeah. So now I, I will I will say that, and I'm not bullshitting you here. I I feel my personal opinion that the Strangers Pray at Night I feel is better than the first one, and I'm not just saying that because you're sitting here. I do. You play a sick bastard role. You just don't want to fucking die. The pool scene obviously is fucking incredible. You know, I ripped off was the pool scene because the mutilator has a pool scene too. So, oh yeah, I wound up talking to the mutilator people, um, and they confirmed that. Uh, well, or at least they 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 said they're talking about the pool scene. I was like, oh, of course, mutilator as a pool. So of course the strangers pray at night and it rips off pieces too, I guess. I was just, I was just going to dude. I was just going to say that, that I guess you ripped off pieces as well. Anything with a pool. Yeah. Anything with a pool, you jacked it. 
Pools are out. Pools are out in horror movies because it was done in the mutilator. What the fuck does that even mean? Ridiculous. But um, I'm going to ask the hacky question, but how did you wind up getting that role? Did you go in for an audition? You got the phone call? Uh, Pray at Night? Um, yeah. Was, so there's a movie you mentioned there called Close for the Season. Uh, okay. I.O. is in this abandoned amusement park. Really great location. Um, really, really low budget movies. Probably got $150,000, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and the line producer on that, that was his first job line producing. His name's John Wagner. And uh, we kind of hit it off. It was kind of a crazy shoot. It was just like in the middle of nowhere. And um, we got along really well. And after that, we tried to you know, bunch of things together and failed miserably. And then um, he went up producing this movie called Cheap Thrills and then uh, Starry Eyes and then uh, Bone Tomahawk. Okay. Uh, he called me up one day and I did, I mean, I did, he did, he directed a short film and I was the lead in that. And then he called me up and I had twin wild, wildfires. Yeah. Wildfires. And I was like, I'm done. I'm not going to do this shit anymore. I hate it. I hate everything about it. You know, whatever. And I like, I decided that and I was out of it. And like three months later, he called me up and he said, um, that he's producing the sequel to the strangers. And I was like, Oh, it's been like 10 years. That's interesting. I'm sure a lot of people would be very happy about that. Sure. And I want to play the, the, the bad guy. And I was like, you know, like the, the fucking bag. Um, so, I mean, that's how it happened. He, uh, Johannes Roberts, the director, you know, they were looking for actors to play the parts, especially the man in the mask, I think. And, uh, you know, he really wanted actors in there. So they were auditioning, you know, all those parts. Uh, John was like, I got your guy for this, the right size. He's a great actor, magnificent actor, the best actor. <laughs> <laughs> but he, like, he loves horror movies. He'll he'll try to do something with this. He'll like try to make something of it. Right. So. That's cool, man. So that must've been a fucking ball though. And it did well, no? I mean, come on. It's a fucking dope move. Um, you can pat yourself on the back. I mean, what the fuck? I love the movie. I, that movie is, uh, was a lot of things for me. I mean, it was, you know, the, prior to that, like probably close to the season was probably the biggest movie been on like $150,000. And so, <clears throat> you know, when I got to pray at night and I'm walking around the trailer park, I was like, Oh wow. Like where are all these people? I, like it, I couldn't, it didn't even process that they had built the place. Like they had created, you know, they had brought in all the trailers and decorated and stuff. It was like that, that kind of money was, was insane. And it was like almost our own backlog. And, uh, so, and I really love that group. Johannes is, 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 uh, is one of the funniest, most energetic people you could meet. He's just, he's just such a dork. He's just so, he's just very funny. I, I really like that group. I, I love, you know, the, the actors, Lewis, Lewis Pullman and I got along so great. And he's a big movie star now, but he still does return calls so far. Hey. Um, <laughs> so far. Sometimes it's a month late, but, uh, Listen. Sometimes, at least, he remembers where he come, where he came from, a little bit. Maybe I try mental with him in the pool, so I think he he remembers that. <laughs> right. I just love that group, and it was like you know, I, I we spent all high school making these, you know, slasher movies on camcorders, probably thirteen sequels, and all just garbage. And it was like we were out there, is millions of dollars of life, food. It was like, uh, nothing has changed. So, like, it's just yeah, fun. So that that was like, that was just shenanigans, that movie. That, that yeah. movie was pure fun. And uh, I really do have a genuine affection for it. Um, mm-hmm. Just as a participant. But I think it's, <coughs> I think it's great. He did a wonderful yeah. job. Anis knew exactly what he was doing. He warned everyone. You know, he was like, people are going to fucking hate this. It's not like the original. Um, no. Doesn't have to be. It's, I'm glad it's not like the original. It's, it's, but we, it's like a slasher movie. We knew it was going to get crucified. It was going to be 
rotten tomatoes. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it did all right at the box office. Uh, you know, there was no, like, the, I think what it, it came out, I, I remember it came out, Black Panther was still out there, just like sweeping everything up. And it came out the same weekend as A Wrinkle in Time, Oprah. Disney. So Disney had the first two spots and then right. So I mean probably be like 25, 30 million. All right. Uh, hey, listen. Of course, it, you know, it was crucified. I think well, as a lifelong horror fan, uh, you know, I, I see now that there's a, a big retroactive love for things going back and being like, yeah, maybe it's a fair shake. Right. And that's I hear from a lot of people. Uh, so it's been out probably like four years now, I think. Yeah. Um, a lot of people who wouldn't watch it, you know, didn't want to go see it. Um, so, you know, uh, horror fans, I love them, but like nobody hates horror movies more than horror fans. So, right. You know, here and they're like, wait a minute, this was made for more than a thousand dollars. It sucks. It's the worst. <laughs> Get the music. It's different than the first one. It's not the same. Whatever. Yeah. Like, any, um, and you don't have to like the movie, but like I never get uh, like I don't get the whole going in there to like fucking hate something. No, nah, me neither. I'm not like that either. I, don't. I would want to be like that. Uh, so, but I get a lot of people. You know, there's people who've been like, I, you know, I hated it when it came out. Now it's my third favorite movie. Or something. And like third that's favorite, like yeah, people have thought about that. That's that's a true statement. Uh, I'm sure statement. it is. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you hear a lot of shit, dude. I love that. I yeah, love that. that's 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 great. I don't care how they find their way to it. I, I hope it. Uh, I hope it sticks. Yeah. Hope it sticks. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Now you just you just mentioned briefly that you used to run around the woods filming Friday the Thirteenth fucking sequels. Yeah, Long Island. Just running around the woods filming shit terribly. I think that's awesome, dude. I think that's great because I'm I'm a Friday the Thirteenth guy, like that's my franchise overall. So I can go in on Friday Thirteenth. So I think that you running around the woods in Long Island is awesome. Those things exist somewhere. Someone has those, um, and that you don't have them. I don't have. Them. Come on, for making them. Like I was like, this this is going to come out in theaters. This is going to be a rich- <laughs> of course. Uh, Oh man, it's just, just terrible. And uh, yeah, I leave a hockey mask or a fucking bag head. Oh, hockey mask. You know oh. what? That's I didn't do the bag head thing. Okay, all right. We just like bought the shit from like Halloween store. No one was selling the fucking sack because no one wanted that. Right. The hockey. Um, <laughs> we would have been much better suited for for sack though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we thought those were great. Uh, and yeah, we were running around the woods, but we'd like, we just like shoot in, in uh, our own houses and we'd like, <laughs> there's one part where we just like ran up to the fire department. We like opened the door and my friend's in there trying to get the fire department. Like we weren't supposed to be in there. Right. But, you know, it was like, we just got the fucking hell out of there. You know, <laughs> like Harry Cohen. It's like just breaking into places and doing shit. Yeah. Uh, and we were like, man, this is amazing. And then uh, it's not. And we did other things. But we, the most we did was like trying to get that Friday 13 sequel going. Oh. But we did, uh, we did a lot of other stuff, too. All garbage. Yeah, but that's fun shit, man. That's hilarious. You're fucking little stupid teenager running around the woods thinking you're doing something great. I love it. Huh? Yeah, man. What was the first you remember? Because I remember. <laughs> what was the first horror movie you saw in the movie theater? I'm surprised you don't know right off the bat. I don't mind. Questions. Um, and no one's asked me that one before. I, I don't even have anything written down. I'm just throwing these out here. I don't know. I remember the first movie I had to walk out of. I, I didn't choose to do it, but it was my sister, and that was Ghoulies. You had to walk out of it? She she didn't want to sit through it anymore, so she and it was, I, I it was too much for her to handle. I, I well, no, she thought it was shit. Oh, <laughs> was like scared, but she thought it was garbage, and it is garbage. It is garbage, but it's good garbage. Terrible. I don't. 
garbage is garbage to me. I, I, I rarely do good garbage. Uh, all, and, Come on, you don't appreciate the shitty movies like Street Trash? Come on. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen Street Trash. I, I wonder how what I think of that. It doesn't hold up. It's absolutely horrific. <laughs> it's <laughs> terrible. But I'll watch it. It's terrible. First movie, the first horror movie I saw in theaters had to be, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. My, parents, my parents are big moviegoers, and they, they took me to the, they didn't get a babysitter, so they took me to the theater to see anything. Right. And I, I think they, you know, they give me some candy and popcorn. I think they thought I wasn't paying. But I, mean, I remember everything. I remember Witness is the first movie I remember seeing. Okay. It's pretty violent. It was. Yeah, she gets raped on the pinball machine. No, is that no? That's no. That's the accused. The accused. That's right. I always get those two mixed up, and I have no idea why. The kid witnesses a murder. And they, yes. They, you know, um, and like they took me to see Chariots of Fire, and I was like, this movie's fucking boring. Mm-hmm. And it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, the first horrible I've ever seen. Now, I remember the first horror movie that. I was like, whoa, and that was Alien, but that was on TV. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, man, that's a good question. I wonder, I, I bet you I could. You mustered that up somewhere. Mine was Madman. That was in the theater? That was in the theater. Canossi Movie Theater, Avenue L and East 93rd Street. I was six years old and I went to go see Madman. And we're on podcast time, but right now I am in the middle of setting up a date and time to do one of these with fucking Paul Eller's Madman Mars. I'm going to fanboy out because that's fucking crazy for me. I, was that the only theater it was in? Uh, most, maybe so. I don't know. But yeah, Madman. 19, it came out January 1st, 1982. Yeah. I mean, I have a wide theater. No way that movie came out wide. If then. That's it, probably, it wasn't very wide, but it was in the Canossi movie theater in Brooklyn. And I saw it by my fucking self, dude. Times were different. I was like, Ma, can I get like, I don't know, 75 cents, whatever the fuck it was. And I, no. went, I, I was, I was, I was like six. I was six, but it was like 75 cents. I asked my mother for a dollar or whatever to go to the movies. I went right because it was literally a half a block away from my house. I walked right to the corner. Stopped in a little candy store in the corner, went to the movie theater. They let you in. Rated all movie. It didn't matter. Eh, I could I could pay and pay, I could pay the fucking lady at the counter, and I was in. Yeah, Madman. I think I'm trying to think. I remember seeing. I remember seeing the movies that had an impact on me. I all saw at home until. Oh yeah, me too. Like I remember see. I remember watching The Exorcist on regular TV. Fucking horrifying. Yeah. Horrifying. Jaws, Jaws, The Exorcist. There was some terrible movie. And do you remember? Because uh, well, I think you're a year younger than me. I'm 45. Yeah. So was, it's the same thing. Do you remember that? that I don't know why. I, I could be remembering this wrong, but I remember wearing 3D like movie theater glasses and watching TV at home. And there was a movie called Gorilla at Large <laughs> that I remember watching with 3D glasses on for some reason, watching that. And I was like, this is ridiculous, but it was like a half a horror movie. Jaws and The Exorcist at home. But man, what happened? I don't, I don't, I, I want to say they did, but then again, I was like fucking six. Yeah, I don't, uh... I don't know. I don't know Maybe I thought I was just being like the cool kid on the couch. I don't know. <laughs> I just saw three in theaters, so that would be 1982. Yeah, so. Yeah. I might have saw Jaws 3 in a theater as well. Because we came up at the same time, like Friday 13, 3, like three, part three of Friday 13 spawned all those 3D movies. Like Jaws 3 came out right after that. Yeah. Yeah, so it was probably like the same time frame. We're like the same age watching these fucking movies. Yeah, dude. Fucking cool shit. Yeah, but yeah, Madman. 
and, and that's another movie. If you watch it, it's so it's formula. It's just so boom. But it has this, uh, like a nostalgic factor for me. So I hit up Paul and he's like, yeah, I'll do it. He told me about how his Thanksgiving was great. And he carved the turkey with an axe and this and that. And it was like this crazy gimmick message that he sent me. But he said he was down to do it. So that'd be fucking cool. There's old documentary on Mad Men, which is great. Really yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I like Mad Men when I saw it, you know, like, because it was adults, it wasn't, it wasn't teenagers. And I, I always, for whatever reason, I always preferred the adults. Yeah. The, the kids. Yeah. So, I mean, Folk, which I could probably do without, but. Uh, which, what's that? Folk music. I could, I could probably do without the folk music. <laughs> yeah, the Mad Men Mars song is terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> and there's that really weird scene where the, the guy and the girl are in the hot tub and all they're doing is circling each other and looking at each other for like four minutes. Yeah, yeah you want to shoot yourself in the face. I know, it's terrible. Yeah. Someone probably thought, you know, the guy probably thought he was making art. Yeah, he's being very artsy and fancy in there. Oh, brutal. Brutal. <laughs> oh, shit. Haunt. Dude, I rewatched it again last night. It's like the fourth time I think I've seen it. The movie's fucked up, bro. And I'm surprised. Well, I'm not really surprised because I, I'm not really surprised. But nothing like that particular thing has been done, really. And I'm, surpri I'm surprised that it hasn't. You know what I mean? What, you know what, what? Like, what aspect? I'm talking about, like, like the way the whole haunt is set up and how it's all fucking configured and all that. Plus there's like, it's not like your typical, yeah, it's like a slasher movie, but there's actually like legit fucking tension. And there's, it's, it's a fucked up movie in a lot of different ways, dude. Yeah. You, uh, you know, uh, it's when I first read it, I, I was, when I first read it, I was like, okay, so this is this is pretty standard. Um, there's, you know, what they're like underneath, but I had a hard time visualizing it. I don't know if it was that descriptive in the script. Um, but I mean, I you know, I went and met them, the directors, and uh, I mean, they had written a Quiet Place, but it, a Quiet Place was filming at the same time as Haunt. So, I mean, they're you know, they're brilliant guys. Yeah. And they're, writers but they're you know also like you know it was also produced by eli roth no every what's that it was produced by eli roth also it was it was um i i, I i've never met him uh but uh i mean he i i think you know he's he kind of helped it get made yeah uh, i think he had some character notes you know kind of character building notes okay uh, yeah, you, you know, the, it's just their execution of everything is is, is pretty fantastic, and yeah. um, and their 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 characters in there, not just you know like the way they're written, you know, the way they cast them, and the way it's like it's a group of young twenty somethings going to haunt, you know, and <clears throat> all of these movies, all slasher movies. <laughs> 80% of them. I mean, you have, you, you like, you got to fill a body count. You yeah. have, like, characters in there. Yeah. Um, most of them have, you know, horribly. Hellfest. Yeah. Hellfest yeah. character in there that made me want to just punch my own head until I. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just wanted to burn the building down. Right. But, like, uh, I, like. I was expecting that with Haunt. I was like, oh, this, this character is going to be annoying or this actor is already annoying. Me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Either to the credit or Scott and Brian's or both. I'm not, I, I don't, I, I don't experience that in the movie. And I don't Haunt. Like, I, it's like slasher movies. I don't need characters. I don't need plot. Yeah, but like, how nice is it to have like characters you can be invested in one right. way or the other 
like so that the risks are greater. Like I, I don't want this person to die because right. I, I know a little something about them. All right. I'm emotionally invested in them. You know, it's it doesn't make it a less slasher movie to have characters you give a shit about. That's ridiculous. Right. Sure. So I, you know, that's kind of my favorite aspect of haunts that I do like. Uh, I mean, you know, they're not, you know, it's not uh, Hamlet, but uh, I, I like right. the character notes and stuff. Right. I really loved um, Katie and Will Harper and uh, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> yeah, that God, Brian, Nick. Well, I think it's Nathan. Nathan. I think it's Nathan. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, but fucking, it's fucking awesome shit, man. Like I said, I watched it again last night, and I'm like, this is actually like a really, it's like a fucking really a good movie. It's not just, you know, like you said, like the execution of it and shit like that. It's just certain subtleties, like when she puts her hand in the thing and something grabs her, and then you look at her arm, and then it's slowly you see, like, her bleeding. Like, little things like that. It's like, oh, shit. It just builds something, and it's not like you're, it's not like, it's not madman. You know, it's fucking it's good shit. Yeah. I mean, how, how much better would Haunt be with just like a, a circling hot tub scene? That would be fucking great, right over the top. Just like, I yeah. Don't know. Let's get fucking fancy with the camera work. Art. Art's, yeah. not, art's <laughs> not easy. Right. Art's not easy. Now, check it out. You've probably, you, I'm sure that you've seen the wrong turn movies, or at least the first couple. Uh, I have seen, so there's six of them or some shit. I think, I think with the one I was in, I think there's seven. Seven, yeah. So I have definitely seen um, four, not including mine. Uh, I saw one in the theater, which I, I liked it. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like breaking ground, but it had uh, you know good production value. I liked the cast. Yeah, good good cast. I liked the uh, it was a good slasher movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one looks like shit, but yeah, it's like gory as fucking hell. Uh, you know, Joe Lynch did it. You know, it's uh, it's like a good time stamp because it's like the reality show. It's like yeah. wow, <laughs> yeah. This was that time, like right. when. Um, so I mean that that's fine. You know, you got Henry Rollins running around there if you like that sort of thing. Ah, uh, gosh. You know what annoys me? You know what annoys me about Henry Rollins when he opens his mouth? Well, that that goes without saying. <laughs> his fucking white patch of hair. Oh yeah, yeah. it just <laughs> bothers me. Don't get me started on Henry Rollins. <laughs> Or fucking Ian McKay from Minor Threat. Either one of them. I'll fucking go on and get What happened? Ian McKay in a slasher movie. Just put him on a soapbox. Please, please. And just shoot him off of it. So now when you when you when you got offered or you wound up getting the the, the reboot or the remake, whatever you want to call it, of Wrong Turn, what did you think of it? Because I was throwing a curveball with the premise. Well, I I wound up talking to director uh, Mike Nelson um, shortly after it was announced that there was a wrong turn being done. And I wound up talking to him. He was a big fan of uh, Pray at Night and kind of me doing anything in there, like that I was doing like or trying to do stuff with moments. Uh, he's a big horror nerd. He, you know, he, he, you know, so we just like went on and on for hours about that. Uh, I was like, so this wrong turn thing, like, you know, what do you got? Like cannibals going on there with fingers and stuff and that. And he was like, oh, I mean, it's not really, that's not what's going on. But uh, it was a long ways from, 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 you know, going into, you know, actual production. So, uh, I mean, I just kept tabs on it. And then uh, James Harris and John Wagner joined it, kind of unrelated to me, but the guy that produced, um, James, who produced Strangers Bright Night, 
and 47 Years Down and the new Resident Evil. Um, and then John Wagner, you know, my friend from Close to the Season who had done Pray at Night and Haunt. Mm-hmm. You guys are doing wrong turn. Like, okay. So it was kind of like a family fair, get back in there. And then I, I did get the script. Um, and I was like, wow, you know, this is nothing like the other one. That's the same writer and creator as the original. Right. Uh, so I was really surprised there. Um, I mean, I was really surprised there, you know, just sort of from a, a reading perspective. I was pleasantly surprised because I think a wrong turn five and six or four and five are like porn. Just kind of probably. Uh, I don't think I've seen them. They're I've seen the first two, maybe three, and the one that you were in. I don't know. Four, five, and six of the other one. If I seen them, I don't remember. Two of them are porn. Um, <laughs> which, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but and I was like thinking, I was like, you know, there's really, there's no like part Damien would play in this, except for like the lead guy, Venable, but I knew that they would want someone a little older. Um, I don't know. Yeah, so I put that out of my head. Um, and at that point, they, they were interested in me playing uh, like the main redneck guy. Um, oh, I forgot his name. I know uh, Tim Zarn plays in the movie. Uh, but, you know, he's, you know, he meets them. He's making the racist and homophobic joke, you know, and all shit. And he's, you know, he's set up for something, but then he kind of goes against it, comes back in. And I was like, wow, yes. Like, I need to play this part. Like, I need to, because no one else will ever offer me the part. And it's right. like, it's only in with the group that it's even being mentioned. Like, they want me to be a part. I was like, please, like, I need to do this part. It was right. only like, filmed for, like, three days. But I was like, I, I just need to do this, please, please. And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll put you in, like, a skull, you know, in the background or something. I was like, why? Well, I don't give a fuck. So, uh for a while there, I was like, yes, like I'm gonna play this guy and all that. And then they were like, we need to go older with the part. I was like, oh, come on, man. come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't. Uh, so you know, they wanted to, and they were, he was like, How do you feel about playing Morgan? And I was like, Morgan, <laughs> Morgan doesn't have any dialogue, he doesn't say a word. And they're like, No, well, he doesn't speak in English. So it's like we haven't, we can't add that dialogue yet because that language hasn't been translated yet. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. So, uh, yeah. So I wound up working with this dialect coach for a few months, and I really appreciated that. I appreciated that, you know, Mike and them had the faith in me to to do this this dialogue. I mean, John knew I could do it because known him forever. But I mean. All they know me from is, you know, at that point, all they knew me from was running around the fucking bag in my head because Haunt right. didn't come out. We saw Haunt as like a production because we were filming in Ohio and the Haunt, like there was a cast and crew screening in Ohio. And we all went to see Haunt. So that hadn't even come out. Um, but, you know, I really I appreciate it. And it was it was a good. It was a good bit of work to do you know that language is you know not my my greatest skill set um so it was uh it was a lot of good work it's you know we finally acting i mean the the, the bag head the devil like, those are fucking fun yeah a lot of hell yeah yeah but it's not like i like to mix in some of the actual acting every now and then yeah how heavy was that fucking thing you were carrying on your head it was it was uh, it was like it just looked like it was it was, uh, it was it was attached. I had shoulder harness. I had a shoulder thing, and it was strapped around my waist, and it was attached to the. Uh, oh fuck! Attached to the mask because you put it on the mask, just wanted to go. Yeah, figure that. And like I'm wearing that, and I got that ghillie suit on, yeah. which weighed like. 35 pounds on its own. And the first day I was filming was like 105 degrees. Of course it was. <laughs> and then we were carrying uh, Adam on the fucking log. 
And the guy that plays my brother is this, you know, semi-professional wrestler. And he's like, you know, he's just like, he's like a mountain himself. And he's just lifting up and like, they're trying to attach Adam to the, to the branch. Uh-huh. Hold the log. And they attach him to the branch. And I'm like, I'm like collapsing under it. And he's like, is he on? Is he on? <laughs> like I had a pad on there and it's just like my whole section here was just like black. Oh, fuck. But, you know, all for art. Yeah. Um, yeah, why not? <laughs> everything. Fucking stupid yeah. man. It could be anyone. It could I, be anyone. But it was, it was a cool look, man. I just, when I saw it, I'm like, that shit must be heavy. Cause you know what? I come from like, I, 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 I come from uh, the, uh, you know, I've not put out of my mind is Steve Dash and Warrington Gillette. Yeah. Where Warrington Gillette paraded around for decades, pretending to have done everything in Friday the 13th. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I'm, you know, you're going to sit at the table next to me at the convention. You can fucking earn it, but I'm going like, to do everything. And, <laughs> Take photos of me doing it. This is proof. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. I, I had him on recently, too. <laughs> yeah. It did. We're on podcast time, so it didn't come out yet. It comes out in like two weeks or something like that from when we're recording. But yeah. <laughs> he's a nice guy or something. Uh, he's, a, yeah, he's a nice guy, but I don't know if he's or something, but he's like, there's a definite, like, psychological thing going on i i podcast <laughs> with this but like I, I think i don't know if he knows about it but he should but on the crystal lake memories thing there's a fangoria panel with like kane hotter and cj graham and, and baby jason and uh, and warrington gillette and they're asking them all the same questions and they asked warrington gillette they were like <laughs> What was your favorite scene in Friday Thirteenth Part Two? And he's like, "Well, I think when uh, you know, like when I come through the window, is uh, you know, attack, you know, Jenny." And they're like, oh, "What's your favorite kill in Friday Thirteenth Part Two? It's like, "Well, when I come through the window," and, and like, <laughs> I'm like, "Dude, you like, until you did." Jeez, yeah. <laughs> so he knew. He like he knew. And it wasn't a mistake. Right, right. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so good. Home of the 13th franchise. Well, you know, probably when I come through the window. Yeah, of course. <laughs> hilarious. What's it, if you were to pick, what's your favorite? Are you a, you're a Friday 13th guy, obviously. You're trying to make sequels in the woods at like 12. But um, well, if, if you're going to your head, what's your favorite? Two. Two is easily my favorite. I love two. Really? Okay. Back thing. But, uh, you know, we were going commercial. We wanted the hockey mask. Yeah. Uh, I love two. I think, I think it's the only one that like tries to be scary. Uh, I like Jenny. Um, I, I, I like Jason in there. I, I, I like my like slasher guys to be a little more, a little more human, a little more fallible, you know, like I like that he's a clumsy potato head. Right. Yeah. You know, I like used or, and, and, and he's wrestling with that guy. You know, I, I, to me, that's, that's more effective. That's scarier. And that's, it's a little more, it's not like, I don't like monk zombie Jason. Yeah. You know, just punching heads off. It's like, yeah. 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 After, after six, it's like, stop it. Enough. <laughs> Part like Friday Thirteenth Part like seven or something. Like, why are you sneaking around? Just I, walk in the house and kill. <laughs> yeah, it's true. No one can stop you. You can put your, you can punch people's heads off. <laughs> yes. Just yeah. go in and punch everyone's head off. Yeah, you sneaking around. Unless he like really enjoys it, but it doesn't seem to enjoy it. Right. Uh, so I mean, I really like to. You know, I like four. Yeah, final chap final chapter gun to my head is my favorite. It's it goes final chapter two, and then you catch me in a in a mood, it all depends. You know, it, it's six I like because it, it, it connects with me because it was the first one I ever saw in the theater. It's super fun, it's cool. Like 
I like it. I like CJ Graham's portrayal as Jason, but I mean, obviously that's the first zombie Jason movie, but I'm going to say final chapter is my favorite. And then two, but they're close. Yeah. yeah. I, I think final chapter is probably the most, most popular one. Uh, People drool and fucking fanboy over seven so much, dude. I'm like, I don't understand. It's because of the ribs when he walks out. I mean, it's a cool the, shot. The, the look of him is accurate as far as all the damage from what, like, I get that. And the, his look is good, except when he takes his face off, he looks like a weird puppet cartoon character. I don't like it at all. But it's like with the magic, with Carrie, and all of a sudden there's a fucking electrical wire and it's going into a puddle and it's electric. I can't. Flying shit, I can't. I, 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 I'm not... I'll see, you know, I, I know that there are Friday 13th defenders who will defend oh, big time outpouring of love for seven. There is. Uh, you know, and I know Terry, uh, Terry Kaiser. Um, He's a sweetheart of a guy. I met him at a convention. He's a sweetheart of a dude. One of the great people of the planet. Yeah. He's not seen Friday 13th for seven. He probably, he probably yeah. He hasn't seen it yet. Well, he's Mr. Cannon from Three's Company. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's fucking funny. Dude, do you mind if I throw out my sponsors real quick? Please, go. Are you, a, are you a coffee guy? That's, I, I drink far too much coffee. All right, good. All night. All right, well, one of the sponsors is Dead Sled Coffee. D-E-A-D-S-L-E-D Coffee. Um, follow them on Instagram at Dead Sled Coffee. If you go to deadsledcoffee.com and you type in the promo code Brooklyn Blast, you'll get 20% off your order. And any order, $60 or more is free shipping. Um, what they do, bro, do you ever hear of them? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I have sampled. Yeah, they do, like, they've officially licensed all kinds of shit. They do shit with, with musicians and horror people. Like, there's a Kane Hodder blend, the Robert Englund blend, Elvira, Rob Zombie, Cypress Hill. The band Disturbed, Kiss. There's a whole shitload, but it's it's cool. Drink coffee. All I do is drink coffee. Where's my fucking coffee? Right. Well, there should be a fucking Damien Maffei fucking roast. Bitter. Making like a nice espresso blend. Something fucking dark and bitter. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, Mike, Mike Thorward is my guy. So, Mike, you're listening. Like, fucking... I'm going to get in touch with you, see what I can do. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get the hitchhiker from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre his own coffee. Okay. Do him first. Yeah. Uh, uh, but he's not a coffee drinker, so it doesn't, it's not really uh, These people, really... they don't want coffee, they don't watch horror movies. Here I am watching horror movies and drinking coffee, and I'm on. <laughs> right. That's right. You're on the back burner. I want to be hoisted up and, and champion right um right. second sponsor is local it's um generation records located at 210 thompson street in the west village here in new york city follow them on instagram at generation records um if you cannot make it to the actual brick and mortar spot which thank god i mean i've been the, my three sponsors i've been using since way before the podcast so it's not like you know i'm thrown you know i'm not like i'm gassing anybody up just because they're a sponsor but they've survived they've been around since 92 they survived this whole pandemic shit but if you cannot make it to the actual brick and mortar spot they have an ebay page and they also you go to generationrecords.bigcartel.com and there's all sorts of shit that you can order online so once again follow them at generation records and last but not least is new republic printing for screen printing embroidery vinyl stickers and buttons Follow them also on Instagram at New Republic Printing. Go to newrepublicprinting.net. There's a drop-down menu of any kind of brand of clothing that you want, whatever the fuck you want printed on it. They'll do it for you. But the best thing about New Republic is there's no setup fees. There are no screen fees. And if you have your order shipped to any commercial address, it's free UPS ground shipping. So we can fucking, Damien can make, you know, a Damien Maffei t-shirts. You can you order a thousand of them and you get 500 boxes delivered to the fucking gas station down the street. If you're cool with the guy and you trust him with your shit and it doesn't cost you an extra nickel. It's the only New way they're going to fucking make them. Right. New Republic printing. All right. Those are my three sponsors. 
What are you working on? What do you got? Conventions coming up? What's up? Hold on. Before I, before you even answer that, to, to piggyback off of what I was talking about before when you first mentioned the mutilator, did you, or maybe, maybe I was hearing things. I don't know. Are you going to be or talking about possibly making a sequel to the mutilator? Was I not supposed to say that? <laughs> That's fine. Uh, um, no comment. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I guess I, I, I believe there was rumors uh, pre-pandemic that there was a mutilator two happening uh, uh, by the same director and that kind of stuff. So I, I definitely think that that's happening. Uh, as far as my involvement in there, I mean that's. You know, I don't know. Definitely couldn't speak about that. Okay. I feel like I shouldn't have brought that up. <laughs> My fault. I'd say hang around for like another month. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Well, speaking of conventions, what do you, do you have any, anything lined up for like, I don't know, the next convention season? Anything going on? You'll probably be the next New Jersey Horicon. You seem like you're becoming a staple, which is cool. Um, what, there's a Midwest Monster Fest in Illinois, which, from what I understand, is basically Iowa. Uh, I was supposed to be there in September with the other haunt guys, and I couldn't. So I'm doing that in May, unless okay. I'm a sequel to an 80s movie. Right. Which, starts up a month before that what would that um, be pieces to wow <laughs> could you even follow that up no no there's not very many movies you can follow up now four pieces um <laughs> so there's that one and that's a good group over there I, i'd like to do that and then um i don't know it wasn't like I, you know i was just kind of like not doing anything uh, I'll probably do. Uh, I'm not supposed to mention that either. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going off the fucking rails, getting you in all sorts of trouble. <laughs> uh, there's one in February in North Carolina, but uh, I haven't been announced yet. But I'll be doing that. Okay. Uh, so figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Plus, you know, what you're you're Damian. Is it just Damian Maffei on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. What do you got working as far as far as like, what do you got about to come out? You're filming anything right now? Anything in the works that you're allowed to talk about? I'll be filming a sequel to a cinematic masterpiece from the. Nice. Um, uh, let's see. I filmed a movie called They Watch. Yes. In July. And about, that one. What about this dark circles, bro? Well, I'll get to that. I'm talking about they want. All right. Um, sorry, I'll shut up. That's a post-production. That was fantastic. Doug Henderson uh, directed that. that was, it's, it's, it, that's my best performance to date is in that movie. And that was me. And uh, Ashlyn Yenny played my wife. Uh, people, She's a wonderful actor. Uh, people might recognize her from a thousand Hallmark movies or the back end of The Human Centipede. Um, no kissing. <laughs> uh, part two as well going back anyway she's great uh so that i was really good in that movie and i can't wait for it to come out and that's spooky uh and kate kiddo is in that too and she was in uh she's uh you know the the lead in uh dark circles which we just filmed in connecticut um it was directed by hannah fearman and it stars me and kate kiddo and uh terry kaiser um, nice. Another wonderful, wonderful people. And that's the best script I've ever read. Uh, it's such a, such a fucking great thing. And there's a lot of really good stuff there. We had this fucking fantastic cinematographer, Jan Michael Lasada, who did um, a lot of great stuff. Victor Crowley, really, really, really good looking camera stuff there. Um, yeah, so we did that. That's. Uh, that's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited about that. And uh, going to do more stuff. Nice. 
you're going to do more stuff. More movies, hopefully, that I, I enjoy. That's what I want to do is uh, things that I don't want to run away from. As well, as yeah, done. of course. Not just for work. You want to enjoy yourself, bro. Yeah, well, you know, I, I could do whatever comes my way, but then it's like, I, I don't know. There's like some block in my head where like you can see when you name something that I don't think is very good. I, just, <laughs> I caught on to all of that. Like, oh, oh. Why do you have to pick that one off of my eye? Like, but I also don't want like something in me. It's like my brain is like, don't let people think that you condone that horrible movie or whatever or bad. Right. I like I, I'm, 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 I, uh, what can I say? I, you know, I wear my heart, my sleep. That's why I'm shit at poker. I can't play cards because I'm just like, yeah, yeah, terrible. Same here, terrible. Poker. Can you win your head to play poker? I can't. Fucking worst. No. I can't. My facial expression tells everything. Wearing a sack on your head. Well, if I wear a sack on my head, then maybe, but you could probably figure out my eyes. My my face will be doing something and my eyes will contort. You'll be able to figure it out. Full Invisible Man thing. Yeah. Which is is probably my favorite of the Universal movies. Uh, mine as well. I visit Claude Rains every year at his uh, final resting place. Gee, really? Where is that? In New Hampshire. It's in a very small cemetery, Red Hill Cemetery in New Hampshire. He's buried next to his sixth wife. Um, very small. It's on Bean Road, Sandwich, New Hampshire. Um, really? I would, no. I would love, bro, I love doing that shit, bro. Going to like cemeteries and visiting like, I found out, I don't know, it was like two years ago or something. I'm in a cemetery in Queens. Like, why am I paying my respects to the fucking cowardly lion right now? It's like... Burn out. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. People leave like little lions and shit there. It's like oh, a tiny perfect. little... That's great. Yeah. Well, I, I go uh, to Claude's there. because He's one of my favorite actors. And he would have, like, I wouldn't have gotten along with him in life. So, you know, he <laughs> doesn't say anything now. But I'll go there and there's like a little invisible man on there or like pumpkins, you know. Yeah. I think, you know, he was in brilliant movies, won Oscars, but like it's the fucking horror fans that show up there. Of course. There, that's, you know, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, me too. That's, yeah. It's a little, where, where is it? It's New Hampshire and Sandwich Road, you said? It's Sandwich, New Hampshire, which is uh, where he lived in his final years. Um, it's in Red Hill Cemetery, very small cemetery. But he's got like you. I'll, I'll send you a link on my Instagram. I like take pictures. Nice selfies in front of his fucking. I do the same stupid shit too. I'm like in front of fucking John Gotti's fucking wall in the wall and all of them. They're all over the place in front of the fucking all in the family house, which is right across the street from like the mobster cemetery where everybody from Vito Genovese to everybody is buried. I go to cemeteries all the fucking time, dude. I mean, I get it. This is the only, he's the only one I visit. Uh, I, I go to I Just like, it's just the thing I do now. Every year, all the time? At least once a year, yeah. Really? All right. That's kind of cool. I, I don't know if I've ever had a conversation about, about this and, and someone agrees that The Invisible Man is like their favorite out of those Universal movies. Oh, I, love, I love him. His voice. I, don't know, I mean, I like the book. I'm a big H.G. Wells fan, so. And the movie, you know, different. But, uh, yeah, I think he's, he's great, man. Uh, yeah. The effects are fantastic. Fantastic. For that time frame, it's mind-blowing. I, 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 I don't know how anything's done. I mean, that's how, you know, there's just something. Like, that, and, like, watching The Exorcist, I'm like, I'm looking at Max von Sydow. And Dude. Like, in 30s, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, the fucking makeup, like, is flawless. And you can't do it now. I was just watching a show. With, with a, a, a budget, huge budget, which is old age makeup on, on younger actors, like, came out last month, and it completely took me out of an otherwise very good show. Yep. I'm like, I can't look at this, this person, you know, 10 years younger than me, or whatever the fuck they are. Yeah. It just took me out. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it was fucking, it's ridiculous, because I had... A few episodes back, I had John Caglione Jr. on. 
He's an Academy Award winning makeup artist. He won the Academy Award for Dick Tracy. He's Al Pacino's guy, right? So, and who took him under his wing was Dick Smith, who did The Exorcist. So now I grew up on The Exorcist, obviously. And then I watched years and years and years later that ridiculous movie with Robin Williams, What Dreams May Come. Yeah. And Matt Von Sydow is like the chaperone to hell or whatever. And that movie was in like the late 90s. So I'm yeah. watching that movie and me and my sister were looking at each other. We're like, does this guy not age? Thinking that he was legitimately that old in The Exorcist. That's how fucking good it was. And then we felt like two assholes because it's like no dick, it's makeup. But that's how good it was. It's ridiculous. So now my mother, my mother, huge movie fan. And like, I would watch, you know, low budget horror movies all the time. And and she would like walk by and she'd be like, oh, that's so-and-so, like some actor that's, you know, on their way out or fallen. But she'd be like, that's Farley Granger. That's Clue Gulliger. And she'd like, tell me more about them. Take me to the video store. I'd watch more of the movies. So like she, I remember her telling me that that was Max von Sydow and that he's only, you know, you know, 38 or however old he was. Yeah. Um, I, like even that, like it wasn't, like it still doesn't process. Right. Yeah. So good. I won't hold your hostage too much longer, but off the top of your head, what's your top three favorite horror movies ever? Uh, I know it's a stupid question, but I have to throw it out there because why the fuck not? Come on, throwing you on the spot. Black Christmas. The original. Um, Alien and the Exorcist. I, I don't know. The Thing. Right. Uh, solid. Listen, it's solid. I don't know. Friday, Jason takes Manhattan. Uh, Definitely not just Jason takes Manhattan. Mine would probably be, eh, I'm going to say probably Gun to My Head, if I would say right now, Gun to My Head, favorite all time, just because you, I watch it today and it's still fucking grimy and filthy as the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's that's a good choice. You know, there's that. There's obviously there's The Shining. It's brilliant on so many levels. It's I go down wormholes about The Shining and Kubrick and all that shit. And I mean, The Exorcist. I mean, it's fucking it's flawless. Well, look, you didn't say Halloween, so I'm really happy about that. Um, I'm a fan, but it's it's uh, it's like come on, like get a hold of yourselves. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is fucking brilliant. Um, I feel like I, like I, I don't. It's, it's um, you definitely like. I don't enjoy watching that movie. I don't know. It's, it's weird to say I enjoy watching The Exorcist, but like there is something so grimy and unpleasant about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. like that. I I don't think to put it in in my top. It's so fucking good. I could watch it over and over and over. It still holds up. It's still to this day. The hitchhikers, when he gets in the van, I was I was bugging out in my head because I had Ed Neal on recently. And I'm like, how the fuck am I talking to this guy right now? You know, and they, that whole scene, the way it's shot, it's just the, the stories behind it, the budget, the people. It's like the fucking cook. Come on, fucking what's his face? Um. Jim Sidow is fucking brilliant as the cook. It's like the, the classic lines, like, look what you, you ruined the door. Like, oh, it's so, it's like every time I watch it, you laugh. It's fucked up. The, 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 the music or noises, or, you know, the, the camera flash, that, that weird shit. It just makes you feel fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Good it's shit. Uh, fantastic. Definitely. Yeah, man. And I'm, a, I'm also a fan of part two, even though it's completely different, but I'm a fan of part two for a lot of reasons. Bill Mosley as Chop Top is one of my favorites ever characters, ever. Yeah, well, I mean, I walked across that bridge by accident, um, the one from the beginning. I uh, need to go there, bad. They closed that off. Did they? That's a fucking, that's a travesty. I don't know. That's what I heard. But yeah, I know that the K Okla radio station is long gone. Yeah. Terrible. But the place where fucking Dennis Hopper buys this, the, the chainsaws is still there. 
That's good. Yeah. Go there and buy something. <laughs> I don't know. When, when I find myself in Texas at some point. Go to Cult Classic. That's how I wound up. At, uh... I, I, I've never been to, like, like, the furthest one we went to was, like, up in Gettysburg. Um, we went to one in Virginia, but mostly we go to the ones here, Monster Mania, Chiller, and New Jersey Horror I average like six conventions a year. So, but I definitely want to go down to one of the tech, like Texas Frightmare or one of them. I've never been to a Horror Hound. I've never been to a Days of the Dead. So I'd like to check. Uh, Frightmare, the last one. Yeah. Was I, like, the one that like, I'm like, please ask me to come back is uh, Mad Monster Party. Which is in North Carolina and uh, and Arizona, and then so they do those two, and then I guess he has like an expo also in North Carolina. But those are, I mean, that is a well-oiled machine. That is uh, the guy that runs it, Evan McGraw, is just my kind of people. He's no bullshit. You're an asshole. You're not coming back. Uh, awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he's got. Uh, it's fantastic. It's worth it's worth the 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 hassle to drag yourself down there. Yeah. So I recommend that. And maybe yeah. I'll be at one of them soon. Maybe. 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 We'll see. We'll find out. Well, I'm yeah. sure you'll I'm sure you'll post it and advertise it so people know your whereabouts. I will. Awesome, dude. Well, listen, I appreciate your time, bro. Glad we finally got this. You got it. Thanks for, uh, yeah, thanks for grabbing me at the table. Yeah, no problem, man. What happened? I don't, I don't, I don't keep track of things. No, listen, whatever. This is actually, you know what? I'm going to, uh, this is good. This is, this is going to come out in a few weeks because I always have like a few on deck. So what I'm going to say to you right now is fucking happy fucking new year because this is coming out on New Year's Eve, my man. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. So it's a little bit more than a month, but everything's already ready. And obviously, when after, right after or before Warrington Gillette? This is after Warrington Gillette. I just fuck Warrington Gillette. And then you're like, up <laughs> Warrington Gillette. <laughs> that would be fucking amazing. I wouldn't care. It's awesome. I don't give a shit, bro. I do this, like I said, I do this shit for fun. I don't, I'm not all like, ooh, don't say that. Whatever, dude. <laughs> I'm easy. Well, good shit. Damien, I appreciate your time once again. And listen, you'll, I'm sure you'll be at a New Jersey Horicon or a Chiller or a Monster Mania. I'm sure I'll see you eventually soon, soon enough. All right? So, uh, so yeah, be safe out there. Don't, uh, don't, uh, you know, don't get in too much trouble. I don't leave. Yeah, me neither. I, I got kids. Yeah, I go, I go to work, I come, I come home, I fuck around and make flyers, and I do this, and I go to bed, and I repeat. I, I'm in New England, so it's too fucking cold to leave. So, yeah, um, yeah. Well, listen, I'm in Brooklyn, and it's starting to get cold, and I'm not a fucking fan. No. No. Nope. No, not at all. So no. you have your social medias. You, you want Damien Maffei on Instagram? Damien Maffei, D-A-M-I-A-N-M-A-F-F-E-I. And that's uh, with the Instagram and on the Twitter, which I really still haven't figured out how to do that. I had it. I got rid of it. I can't. I'm on it. People uh, have opinions on there. And then on Facebook, but like, I'm always out of room on there. I, there's a Facebook page that I don't know. Yeah. Facebook's well, listen, for listen, it's 2021. Just look up Damien Maffei with an A at the end of Damien. You'll find it. Google. Google. Yeah, that's it message and uh i'll respond to it and then uh, you'll be like hey and then i'll respond to it like nine months later right <laughs> good shit my man have a good right. night bro <laughs> thanks for having me anytime my man later <laughs>